Welcome to the Elijah Rising podcast. Elijah Rising is an organization empowering women recovering from sexual exploitation. This episode is going to help you become more aware about the issue of sex trafficking and inspire you to take action. Hey everyone, welcome to the Elijah Rising podcast. My name is David Gamboa and I'm here with my guest, John LaChapelle, which I'm going to introduce him in just a second. But um, I just want to say thanks for tuning back into the Elijah Rising podcast. I know we took a break for a couple of months. We've moved offices and so you might be looking at a new uh, scenery if you're watching this on YouTube. We don't have our podcast you know, place built out yet, but um, so we're just in our main lobby mm. in our new building, and um, we just really wanted to get this podcast out to you guys because we really feel like the Lord is doing something um, special in Elijah Rising mm. in in regards to our very first pillar of fighting trafficking, which is prayer. And you know, Elijah Rising is celebrating ten years yeah. of doing this, and in many ways, we've changed. We're not the same. Um, group that we used to be back in 2012, 2013. Um, But in some ways, we've really kept the culture and the DNA of what started us, and that was prayer. We started as a prayer meeting. Hmm. And so this year was really exciting because we were able to hire our very first prayer director. And so um, why don't you just give everyone a little little hello that's listening (laughs) and share a little bit about your journey how you've um, sort of found yourself in the prayer movement and mm-hmm. what do you see yourself doing in Elijah Rising? Yeah, that's great. Um, super thankful to be really reaching people across the globe with what we're establishing in prayer. I went to school to be a doctor, uh, went to college pre-med and halfway through the Lord really arrested my heart and called me into full-time ministry. And so I graduated with my degree in Christian theology and um, started working for a major church, major Baptist church here in Houston. And around the same time, got exposure to a ministry that was really leading in the house of prayer, really leading in missions. And six months into this dream job right out of school, the Lord was like, you can't be divided. You got to be one way or the other. And so I knew he was calling me into this uh, missions, prayer movement organization. And so I was with them for seven years. Uh, During that time, I got exposed to the International House of Prayer and just really received a call from the Lord to pick up a mantle of prayer, specifically in our city. And so within this organization that I was serving, they started giving me prayer times to lead. And so I led the infamous noon to two o'clock prayer set And um, the Lord just really fortified me on the inside of vision and clarity about what it looks like to carry intercession. And so did that for a number of years um, through IHOP as well. I started leading a ministry called The Night Watch. So from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. every week, we prayed for issues like human trafficking, abortion, uh, really carrying God's heart for justice in Houston. Uh, Houston has the largest Planned Parenthood in the nation. It's one of the number one ports for human trafficking in the nation. And so we really felt like we had a responsibility to carry God's heart in the city. And I believe through that, Micah has been a, a dear friend of mine, you and Micah both. And so I think just the alignment, God converged our our paths and she really cast vision of what it looked like to establish a prayer altar through Elijah Rising. And it just felt like my next step. And so I'm excited to be here and excited to see God train and equip 
new intercessors, um, mature, seasoned intercessors, and really see that wall of prayer uh, be fortified in Houston. Yeah, and I think the prayer aspect is so important, and I think it's very easy to be overlooked um, just because it is in faith that you're praying. And so yeah. it might not look like the work. You might not have the numbers or the stats mm-hmm. um, to show results. But I know just from being a part of Elijah Rising, I know that every time, you know, we've come up to a place where there have been challenges, where mm-hmm. we felt like giving up, it is, we've come to that place of prayer and yeah. intercession. And God has always brought the breakthrough. He's always provided yes. things when we need it, whether it be, you know, space or finances or people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've just seen God move through prayer. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what do you, what do you kind of think the role of prayer is in a nonprofit or in a ministry mm. or even in the business world? I know some listeners yeah. um, that might be listening, they might, you know, work in just kind of the regular, mm. a regular business, but what role does prayer play? <laughs> what role does prayer play? Yeah, that's a great question too. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is Philippians 4, 4, 6. Paul says, in everything with prayer. And so I think that just answers the question right off the bat. No matter what sector of life, whatever influence in society you're in, Paul says, with prayer and everything. And so I, specifically with Elijah Rising, our first pillar is prayer. And I think sometimes what we miss is the fight against trafficking, the fight against injustice is not a fight against flesh and blood. It's a fight against spiritual powers. And so the only way to fight spiritual powers is through intercession. It's a spiritual war. And I think you can equate that to whatever sector, again, of society you're in. I think business people are impacted by a spirit of greed, a spirit of uh, manipulation. And so whatever influence God has called you to our first mandate is to discover what God is doing in the spirit and then agree with him, which is the definition of prayer. It's communing with God. What is on his heart? What is his mindset, his view of where we've been positioned? And then to take up that burden, take up that mindset to agree with him in the spirit. Yeah. And then maybe let's talk about specifically Elijah rising. So Elijah rising, you know, we work to combat sex trafficking, which is a very complex issue. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of dynamics at play, but it's also a very dark, heavy, um, evil issue where Mm. we see a lot of things that happen to people and you think, wow, how can a human do this to another human being? Um, And so what role do you think prayer plays in not only praying for the people that are affected by trafficking, but praying for like you know, frontline workers, people that are doing the work of advocacy or yeah. working in, you know, the homes mm-hmm. where women are recovering from human trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- the one thing I've been really deep diving into is the identity of Elijah. And so Elijah rising, our, our identity, who we are. And to look at the story of Elijah in the book of First Kings, to combat the idolatry that was happening in that time. They were literally sacrificing their children to gods. They were having sex with temple prostitutes in that time. Elijah actually took up the burden of the Lord to confront King Ahab, who was basically in agreement with all of this idolatrous worship. And he established, it says, uh, excuse me, Elijah built the altar of the Lord on Mount Carmel. And through a display of God's power, defeated all the prophets of Baal, Asherah, these gods that were being worshipped through prostitution, through sex. And so I believe 
again, if we take the the first place, the prayer being first place, we actually establish what I call a beachhead. It's it's a fortified stance against the enemy. We actually can see so much more shift than if we just had really great resources, really great volunteers. And so prayer uh, establishes protection. It establishes heaven's armies. It says God is the God of angel armies. Um, and it's actually giving us um, the power that is needed to combat the spiritual bondage that is over the people's minds. So uh, you, you, you can't imagine a man having sex with an underage woman without having some kind of distortion in his thinking. You know, we, we see cases and issues all the time of just like, how could someone do this? And so at the end of the day, it's spiritual bondage. It is the enemy trafficking his agenda through the hearts and minds of people. It doesn't mean they're not accountable, but it means there's a spiritual dynamic that we have to address first. Yeah, and I think just the power of prayer yeah, uh, we've seen so many testimonies. Like, Absolutely. I want to share something. We did a 21 day mm-hmm. prayer and fasting time in January, and one of the th- the issues we were praying for was the sort of Asian sex trafficking market. And yeah. you know, we used the stats about you know, there's more brothels than Starbucks and McDonald's. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I, I don't think we realize that these are specifically women from Asian countries that yeah. have a different worldview, a different culture than mm-hmm. we do, mm-hmm. and they're even they're, even their situation of trafficking is different. And so, one of the things we prayed for was, you know, Lord, provide a a, a road for us or yeah. provide a bridge for us mm-hmm. to reach this demographic of people yeah. with the right resources that they need that would help them, and like a week of just praying that um, not only do we have a Chinese church reach out to us and Mm -hmm. say, Hey, we want to be involved and we want to provide translators Mm -hmm. and we want to educate you guys and provide social services. Um, But also an expert in Korean trafficking reached out to us out of the blue. She just saw our name on a research Mm -hmm. paper, which I don't know, we don't do a ton of research. No, no. (laughs) Um, And so she she finds Elijah Rising, emails us, and it's just started this relationship where she's really been able to teach us and provide Mm. that bridge, like what we prayed for. Mm. And I just think that's amazing because without that prayer, that would have never happened. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I would just add to that, we were in a prayer meeting and we were saying, God, would you send us Spanish speakers who could help lead in our cantina outreach, reaching Latin American women? And I literally had someone email me, we heard your cry and we have two Latin American women, strong wow. believers who want to come and support the efforts. And through that time of prayer, we also had a volunteer that's been with us for a while say, hey, I actually want to lead these cantina um, outreaches and so exactly what you're saying we've experienced it we've experienced God move on our prayers in real time uh, just one more we were praying for women to exit safely we we're praying praying for their salvation and literally our intervention director gets a call in the middle of our prayer meeting about a girl who's exited and wow. our intervention direct- director was able to go and buy diapers for her baby and make sure she had what she needed to take her next step. And so it's kind of one of those things where, oh man, we got to be careful what we're asking for because God is listening and he's responding to us very yeah. quickly. It's been really special. Yeah, and, and I think that's something that we want to see happen just in our city. You know, I think for Elijah Rising, we're, um, you know, we're specifically combating human trafficking. Well, human trafficking 
um, happens because of poverty, because of homelessness, mm. because yeah. of racism and prejudices. Yeah. So yeah. there's all these underlying factors that contribute to trafficking being a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, you know, what's your heart for this city as mm. You know, I don't think it's on Elijah Rising to cultivate, you know, prayer in the city, but it's yeah. something that we believe God is doing in his body and he will do it as Absolutely. we ask him to do it. Mm. So, you know, what's your kind of vision for the city and where do you see prayer being cultivated and in what ways? Yeah, that's a great question. When I started the night watch, the vision that the Lord gave me was to establish an altar of prayer in the city. And, you know, because we led it out of the the ministry, it was hard to really reach other ch- churches and organizations just because, you know, people want to go to their own thing. And so when Mike and I originally talked about this position, it really was an opportunity to uh, use the platform of Elijah Rising to reach uh, a demographic and uh, churches on a larger scale. So for me personally, I'm taking off my Elijah Rising hat. <laughs> I really believe God wants to establish a night and day altar of prayer and intercession before him that reaches the justice movement, reaches the homeless movement, it reaches all these other things, primarily establishing him first. If we can establish a throne, a place for God to come rest, then he can rule and reign in the midst of his enemies. And we don't have to uh, fight or labor against spiritual powers. I believe that as we exalt him, we make Jesus preeminent, then he reroutes all of his enemies. And so I personally believe that God is doing that. I believe he's calling the capital C church across our region to come together and pray. Specifically with Elijah Rising, my desire in this position is to train and equip whosoever to participate in that call through the focus of justice. And so we've been doing our our once a month gatherings on Friday. We did them every Friday in January. And for those who are listening, I believe God's really establishing a 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. prayer time through the week. And so I see business people, I see single moms, I see people from all across the city coming just to worship and pray before the Lord, um, maybe without an agenda or with an agenda, with a focus. But just to answer your question again, I, I really believe that God in the city is bringing unity. Uh, yeah. Jesus's prayer in John 17, Father, the glory that you've given me, I give to them so that they can be one. And then to be encouraged and equipped in that. What I see across the border are people just afraid, they're intimidated to pray. Am I praying the right thing? Am I saying the right thing? And I believe with just some simple training, we can see that just praying the scriptures, having a relationship with Jesus, we really can hear what's on his heart and just pray that. We don't have to be eloquent, fancy speakers. We just have to agree with what is on his heart. And so that's really my desire for the city. Yeah, and I think it's cool because we did start those prayer nights in January. Mm-hmm. And I think it started out with, you know, maybe 10 people. And yep. next week there's a little more, 20, mm-hmm. and there's 30, and then there's 40. 40 yep. And just the diversity of people that mm-hmm. was coming to those was exactly. really cool. Why don't you share just a little bit about who was coming? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, our operations director and I had a speaking engagement at the Salvation Army about midway through the month. And um, our operations director gave a quick presentation on trafficking, what it is. And uh, at the end of his presentation, uh, the director there was like, does your pro director have anything that he wants to say? And I was like, as a matter of fact, I do. And just kind of went up on stage and I was like, I believe some of you here resonate with this. You've experienced uh, trafficking in your personal life. You've looked at pornography. I believe God wants to set you free. And then he wants to call you into this movement. And we had about, I don't know, three or four dozen men stand up, receive prayer, receive ministry. 
And then from that point, we had about 20 of them coming every week to our prayer gatherings. You have uh, CEOs, you have real estate agents, you have, again, single moms. We had families come through here and and just talking to them afterwards. They're from different churches. Some of them are just from house churches, and they all have this burning desire to be in a space where people are just worshiping the Lord and praying. Uh, Many of them have have a heart to see trafficking ended in our city. And so really that's the hope is that we would lay down our preferences. We'd lay down our denominations to really come together in a way that's powerful. Yeah. And I think what I've gained out of it is it can be very simple. We've had people that have never prayed in front of people before, just like get on the mic and just begin to tell the Lord what they're thankful for. (laughs) And, you know, in the middle of them praying, they just pray this really profound prayer. And, And it's just the... The simplicity behind it is so powerful. And I think we make it up in our minds that we have to be like these seasoned prayer Mm -hmm. veterans that know the Bible, you know, from Genesis to Revelation. Mm -hmm. And really the Lord is just calling us into uh, intimate time with him where we really just share what's on our heart and what we want to see him do in our city and and bring to him our concerns and and what Mm. bothers us and what troubles us. Um, Yeah. So if someone is listening to this podcast and they're like, man, I really want to join mm-hmm. Elijah Rising in this, mm-hmm. you know, they might be new to, um, I don't know, this type of praying or intercession mm-hmm. where, where you're specifically targeting and praying for different people yeah. in, a, in a more, you know, extended period of time. You know, mm-hmm. these aren't just like 30 second prayers yeah. that, <laughs> that totally. we're doing. You know, this is a, you know, it's, it's really... Uh, committing to always coming to that place of prayer mm-hmm. throughout every day, really. Yeah. Um, so why don't you share just a little bit about what people can do to be yeah. a part? Yeah, I think that's good to kind of break off some of the intimidation. So just to define a little bit of what you're saying, an intercessor is someone who's taking up the burden of the Lord over an issue, over a situation, and they're carrying the heart of God until there's breakthrough in that situation. So some people who might be listening, they might feel, I have a burden to intercede, to carry that place of prayer until I see it shift in my city. And so some of you might be called as intercessors. And he's, I believe God in this hour is connecting intercessors with one another. I think it's easy to kind of be that person who wakes up every day and they just kind of pray in their prayer closet or they, they're very content just praying in their home. But Scripture is very clear. Jesus teaches on prayer in Matthew 18. And he says, when two or three of you, when there's agreement, that's when I'm responding. And so I want to encourage those who are intercessors specifically, get into a space where you're praying with people. If that's with us, if that's in your church, I just want to encourage all the isolation, all of the individual individualism of prayer, I believe is shifting. We'll still have that in our personal intimate times, of course, but specifically intercessors, I believe he's gathering us. And then for those of you who are like, man, I I feel moved by this, but I don't qualify. I don't not qualify, but I don't identify. That's the word as an intercessor. You can be a prayer partner with us. Come join us once a month. Come join us at our prayer gatherings. Just come and sow your agreement. Sow your participation. We don't want anyone to feel like, oh, I'm not an intercessor, so I'm not going to go to that prayer gathering. If you're a worshiper, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are welcome. You're invited into the space. And so just as a practical note, um, if anyone is listening to this that's in the Houston area, we're actually going to be gathering uh, March 4th, 2020 
two um, for our first Friday gathering. And so that'll just look like a group of people in a space worshiping and praying at our office. It's been exceedingly powerful week to week. And then the second opportunity, Saturday, March 5th, the day after, we're going to be having a prayer network orientation. So for those of you who are so stirred by, man, I got to pray, I got to worship, I got to intercede. We're just going to gather as a group of prayer leaders and just talk about some practical things. What does it look like to take up the burden of the Lord? What does it look like to pray effectual prayers from the word? What does it look like to hear and listen for the heart of God? And we're just going to meet each other. I think, like I said, especially coming out of COVID, we've just been so isolated. And I really believe God wants to gather uh, his prayer warriors in this hour to see exactly what we've testified to, God moving expediently on the prayers of his people Um, and describing Elijah in the book of James, James, he's talking about effectual prayer. He says, the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. And right after that statement, he begins to talk about Elijah as a as an example of an effectual righteous man in prayer. And so again, I think if we're just really highlighting our identity, who God's called us to be, I think we're a place where people can come and grow in their effectiveness in prayer without fear, without intimidation. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because I think we're all called to intercession. Absolutely. So, um, but I think maybe one of the clear signs that a listener, if you're listening to this, you can maybe gauge of in your own life is, you know, what really burdens your heart? Exactly. Is it trafficking? Is it, you know, what's going on in our world? Yes. And I believe when you begin to feel that, mm-hmm. you know, th- that's when you go to that place of intercession Absolutely. where the word says, cast all your cares yes. on him. And so mm-hmm. could you talk a little bit about, you know, um, how can someone know that they, they feel called to this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I think, if you're looking at something and it moves you, I mean, for me, I was 19 years old. I went on a van tour while I was in college and I, I mean, I ate, my heart ached, my body ached. And I was one of those zealous 19 year olds that was like, (laughs) I got to kick down the door. I I mean, I'm getting all my fraternity brothers and we're going to go rescue these women. And so whatever moves you, for some of you, that's, that's homelessness. For some of you, that's, um, orphans, you know, foster care. I think we just have to, we have to be sensitive to how the Lord is moving on us. And I want to differentiate between emotionalism. I think we can become emotional or um, we can be sympathetic toward things, but there's a guttural burden that God puts in his people that we then have to respond to. When the masses were following Jesus, it says he's turned to them and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. When we feel the spirit of compassion come over us toward an issue, I think that's our cue to lean in with God. And for some of us, it might be different seasons. You know, We might be moved toward intercession for our families and we'll carry the burden of the Lord for our family, for salvation, yeah. for for breakthrough. And so again, it's it's it has to be a spirit-led thing. This isn't about a really great speaker rallying a group of people to, to fight for a cause. It's the spirit of God coming onto people and moving them to agree with his heart. Yeah, that's so good, John. I I really appreciate this this talk and I, and I believe that we'll have more and more episodes on mm-hmm. this podcast that Absolutely. are going to cultivate your prayer life that's going to activate you as an intercessor, as mm-hmm. a watchman on the wall, yes. as we like to say. Yes. Um, and so if if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, man, I need to be a part of this, you can go to our website, elijahrising.org, 
and you can click events and it'll show you all the upcoming prayer events that we have. And that's again, Friday, March 4th is our prayer night. And we're going to do this first Friday of every month. And then we have the very special orientation that's mm-hmm. going to be on a Saturday morning. Yeah. So you can sign up for that. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Elijah Rising podcast. We look forward to sharing some more episodes with you this year as we go into a new season and hopefully we'll be in a new podcast space. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Elijah Rising podcast and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for joining us today for this episode. If you were inspired by this content today, please share, rate, and leave a review. Also, please consider making a donation at ElijahRising.org donate. Your support helps us continue the vital mission to combat sex trafficking. Until next time.